Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Here's football legend Jamie Redknapp for Skechers ArchFit Footwear. Okay, I know what you're thinking. ArchFit Footwear? Nah, I don't need arch support. Well, I thought the same, and these are still my favorite trainers. You see, Skechers ArchFit are great for virtually everybody. ArchFit was designed by experts giving you podiatrist-certified arch support and all-day comfort. Plus, I don't wear them just for arch support. I love how they look too. Feel what you've been missing with Skechers ArchFit. Find Skechers ArchFit Footwear for men and women everywhere. This episode of the Long Run Podcast is sponsored by Sketches. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Brilliant. <laughs> Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Long Run uh, Podcast, brought to you by 40 Runs and sponsored by our kind friends at Sketches. Um, tonight, I'm joined by Chris, Hayden, and Alan, um, and we're going to be talking about uh, running workouts to increase speed and stamina, um, and also how to tackle those 20 mile long runs that I think for people that are in spring marathons are, are kind of tackling this weekend and, and in the coming weeks. So, yeah, we're going to get into those in a second. I can just see Chris is, Chris just wants to show off his hat. So if you are watching us live. I've got a new hat. He's got a new hat. For those of you that are listening, because it's an audio format. And a new T-shirt. <laughs> He's modelling a white T-shirt from Tokyo and a, and a hat, which I'd call multicoloured, maybe, rainbow. It's beautiful. How you describe it? Questionable is what I'd say. Um, if you are on Facebook, please do click the... Oh, yeah, uh, hang, no, I ain't put it in yet. Hang on. Please click the link that Chris is about to put in any second, um, which will give us your name when you comment and also on YouTube. Um, otherwise, please do just add your name to the beginning of the end. All right. I think that's all the like housekeeping stuff. Oh, actually, before I forget, we have been nominated for a sports podcast award. I'm not quite sure how, but in the well-being, uh, health and well-being uh, category, which is amazing. So if you would be so kind, please do. There are links on the Instagram, the Long Run Show Instagram and the 40 Runs one, um, as well as on the 40 Runs community uh, page on Facebook. So please do go on there, click on that and uh, and give us a vote if you can. That'd be amazing. Right. Oh, hello from Boston already. I know, that just took me by. I was like, what? We've got to give a shout out to all our um, Irish cousins. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Actually, I, we should have worn green, really, thinking about it. Mind you, it's a podcast. It's audio-based. No one really cares to that. Just happy St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> uh, front end, I was concerned. When Hayden uh, turned his um, camera on tonight, I thought he'd actually broken into somebody else's house. But he, are you sitting on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> Is that because I look little? Yeah, he's like Hobbit size, Hayden. So if you've ever seen The Hobbit, basically that's like Hayden in his house because he's so small. Um, you'll probably get the chance to hopefully meet him at some of these races. But if you look for the smallest, oldest guy, 
That's Hayden. You're going to lose more than one friend today in a minute because you've already lost one. No, but we, this is this is where I'm going. So, who's going to Hayden? Are you going to start the sing song? Because we've got we've got as you may have seen from the titles, they were slightly adjusted today because our Toby son is 40 years old today. So everybody wishes happy birthday to young Toby son who's 40 today. Be fair, that's why he's not here. He's out. He's out on the old. He's out out tonight. Can I just say, you've openly told everyone that he's 10 years younger than you. So if he was turning 40, that means that you're going to be 50. My plan's been mucked up. Why did you tell everyone that? Well, someone's got to defend him. Bless him. Oh, we've got loads of people already in the chat. Look, loads of them. All right. Is Wilco at the races? Yes, maybe, actually. Probably, yeah. It's a busy week for a minute on the racing post. Cheltenham. All right. Anyway, let's get into something relevant. Um, how are we? Hayden, let's go to you first. Back from Tokyo. We haven't seen you for a few weeks. Yeah, no, really good. Really good. Um, obviously, yeah, been in Tokyo, out to do the um, Tokyo Marathon. It was it was an experience. It was something different. Ultimately, I enjoyed it, but it certainly is a long way from home. That's the best way of putting it. It's a long way from home in every aspect at all. Out of all the world majors that I was going to take on, it was always going to be the toughest one, yeah. logistically, just the fact it's the other side of the world. And I talked about it before I went, the anxiety before I went was was high. Um, literally the flight, the jet lag, the language barrier, the food, the actual marathon, everything was just like going around in my head for days and days on end. But as you get there and you sort of settle in, things get a bit easier. Uh, the marathon itself, yeah, it went really well, went according to plan. Um, it was probably a little bit faster than I would have liked. But as I said before, it's the same thing. You get in these world majors and you get on the course and a lot of plans go to one side. And you just get a bit carried away. So, yeah, but the actual marathon itself, the race went really well. Did I enjoy it? Yeah, absolutely. I know Toby wasn't a big fan of it. Thought it was boring, I think he believe he said. Yeah. Which is a little harsh for a world major marathon. And it was in Tokyo. We start sightseeing most of Tokyo streets. Yeah. But I understand what he's saying. I'm not a lover of out and backs and there's a lot of out and backs there where you see people all the time yeah. um that, that that wasn't too fantastic but overall I said organization wise of the actual marathon day brilliant really well organized. what you'd expect from J- japan but yeah. i know you would have seen it from toby's video his vlog the ex- the expo was an absolute disaster really really was and that's another thing as well you went to the expo the first day we arrived and it was so bad with so many queues we just expected the marathon to be an absolute shambles. So again, anxiety gets raised and yeah. it just made the whole thing a little bit, a little bit nervy, but ultimately all done back home. And that's another one ticked off. And that's the done one. Proud, bro. You've yeah, done yeah. it proud. You both did. Well, well that, I, I all of you. a hat or a t-shirt. Well, you have somehow. Yeah. I, I Listen, I'm going to be collecting this year from all the world majors memorabilia, even though I'm not doing any of them. I think that's <laughs> a great way to sort of, I don't know, motivate you and all these sort of older runners that we've got to sort of maybe things sit down um, taking on these big challenges like, well, I'm not doing them. Look at my T-shirt, Hayden. You're well fine, mate. Look, it's amazing. I know, but as I said before, I know it's audio-based, but yeah. I'm just showing his T-shirt and he might have a flash T-shirt and a cap. I haven't, but I have got this. That plastic medal you bought in the market. <laughs> so for those of you that are listening, uh, Hayden is currently holding up his gold tokyo medal um has it got a map of the course on the back of it um yeah it has yeah yeah map of the course and finisher one step ahead and the date it is it looks maybe from a distance it looks good but if i'm honest with you a little bit disappointed it's a lot smaller than all the other ones and definitely so a little bit disappointed with the medal but ultimately it is a tokyo man it's a bag in it yeah and you're one star closer to the six aren't you you're now that's four down two to go Number five is in four weeks this weekend. Wow. Can I just say as well, you said something a second ago, which made me laugh inside, which was, and I was a bit faster than I expected. I don't think anyone has ever said that about a marathon before. I went faster than I, than I wanted to go. Expect, yeah, expect was probably the wrong word. Probably faster than planned. Yeah. I, did want, I did want it to be a, a kind of just a long run, like a Sunday type long run. But yeah, I literally, it was a little bit faster than I would have liked, but. I'm in good shape now, so it didn't do me any harm, which is ultimately the goal. Yeah. So happy good. day. All right. Well, lovely to have you back. Thank and you. Uh, Alan, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. At 10 past four, I was two winners into a four-horse accumulator. 
<laughs> having backed the winner of the Gold Cup and then the favourite on the 410 let me down. Did Wilco give you any tips? No, uh, no, they did give me I, any. I had to work that all out for myself, so I was a bit. Oh, no, a liberty. <laughs> but I was, yeah, I was. I, I'm not really a betting man to be honest, but I just thought, you know, what the heck, you know, a friend had copped four grand yesterday back in seven Irish winners because wow. uh, she likes uh, a flutter. So I thought if it's good enough for Kathleen, I'll give it a go. But uh, wasn't to be. So I won't be retiring just yet on my winnings. Blame Wilco, 100%. Yeah. Should, actually, that's, to be honest with you, we should all be sitting here in pots of gold. Like, just money coming away from us, like, because Wilco should have given us all the tips, all the inside knowledge. What's the point of having a mate who works for the Racing Post if he doesn't give you tips? Yeah, but he that's why he's got night boxes behind him and shoe boxes full of gold <laughs> that he just hasn't told us about. Oh, he's me up the wall. Oh, what's it, what are you drinking, home? Orange squash. Right, I'm not having that. It's that is orange squash. In there. That's orange squash. Got a it's long not C4, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, C4. Got to give a shout-out to Toby's new sponsor. Uh, there's <laughs> now his hydration partner, the birthday boy. He absolutely loves C4. Um, so, yeah, if, if it's good enough for speed, goes good enough for me. Right. Um, anyway, you. Yes, go on. How are you? What's going oh, on this week? I've got, I've got big news. Oh. Now, it, this is serious. Right. This is actually serious. You know about it. Um, Next week, uh, Admin is going to um, do a special bonus episode with Colin Jackson. Yeah. So uh, we've been invited down by Red Bull to go and do that. So we're not interested in anything he's done. What we want to know is what tips has he got for everyday runners, being a, a former Olympian. So that's being recorded. That will come out as a bonus episode. Wow. But basically, she's going there to convert him to be a 40 runner because, you know, <laughs> He needs to be effectively. So seeing him at a race soon in a forty top. Yeah, I think he just had major FOMO. He was at the national running show and he was on this like Red Bull stand or something, and and he kept looking over and wanting to be part of the team, wanting to be part of the family. Um, and apparently, I spoke to the press officer and she kept saying like, "Who's that really old guy on the stand?" I said, "Oh, that's Hayden." Um, but he really wanted to be part of the team. So they got genuinely Red Bull thing, whatever they're doing. I can't remember what it is. But it's um, Amy's going along. We're going to do a little cheeky bonus episode. But I don't think he realises what we're going to be asking him. So uh, that's going to be coming out soon on the on the on the channel and on the podcast. So that's yeah. big news. Other than the fact of um, you know that award thing or whatever it's called, that's probably a stitch up. It's probably all. It's probably already done, right? You know they they won't publish the votes. That which always makes me nervous. So I I do think it's a big stitch up, but I might be wrong. And I'm happy to be proved wrong. So everybody get behind it. Let's vote. Let's take on the big boys. Let's show them how it's done. And even if we get 11,000 votes and we still don't win, at least we tried. That's all we can do, in it. So we can try. Fair so point. thanks to everybody who's already voted, by the way. Um, Thank you. It's it appreciate a lot of love on the Facebook group. But isn't it amazing that just over a year ago, we'll have a long go, this is just a bunch of mates that sit on a, on a computer on Friday night oh, no. talking about running. And now we are, and there's some big people in that category. So to be like massive. Yeah. Like, yeah. Frighteningly massive. Stages at the O2, right? So there's yeah. some, there's some big old people in there. So yeah, we, we're excited. Uh, proud. But they don't have a Tokyo hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should have put my bobble hat on, but no. some of us Come on, let's talk about some running. Anyway, all right. Well, let's talk about running. Let's start with um, this weekend, right? 20-mile runs. People have got them. I think if you're on the Brighton Marathon plan, you're three weeks out. Um, and then, obviously, you've got Manchester just after that, uh, Boston, London. And there's been a lot of conversation this week and a lot of kind of comments around, oh, my God, I'm hitting those long runs. How do I get through them? What do I do? I've got to go out on my own. I'm nervous. I'm anxious. Like, yeah, how do I, how do I tackle this? So we thought we would just unpick it a little bit and actually maybe because we've all we've all done them right we've all been in a in a marathon plan and we've all had that feeling those few days before or that night before and so what what kind of your tips as to how how you tackle that long run um Al how about you first because yeah well the irony is when it comes to 2022 milers being a handsome runner I don't actually have that problem because <laughs> yeah. we tend to top out at 16 but it's on the back of you know, an intense week as well. So you're already running on tired legs. But for those that are contemplating and have to do those 20 miles, I think for me, if I'm kind of writing plans for people, 
It's about breaking it down. And that sounds obvious, but it's breaking it down into things you're used to doing. So two things I, I always recommend is think about the compass run. So a 20 miler breaks down into four lots of five. Um, head out from home or from a central base, maybe your car in a car park, run two, two and a half miles, turn around, come back, refresh, hydrate, go out in a different direction, two, two and a half miles. So on that plan, you're breaking everything down into little chunks and if for whatever reason it doesn't work that day because you're just not feeling it, you're never much more than, you know, 25, 30 minutes from, from safety. The other one is to, to break it down into different types of running. So you've got 20k, uh, 20 miles, 30 odd k, three lots of 10k. Now everyone mm-hmm. will have run hundreds of probably 10k's in their training plan. So just think about picking a different style of running. So it might be that you're doing progression. So you start off really easy, hit a bit of goal pace, and then, you know, see where that leaves you. So it's about having that mentality not to go, it's one 20 miler. It's, yeah. it's a series of, of, of smaller runs. So yeah. for me, it's that, it's that mental barrier. I think that you're, you're tackling your legs will be fine. Your legs will get you there. Um, yeah. it's will the, will the head, will the brain get in the yeah. way? Absolutely. Hayden, how about you? Cause you're doing 20 tomorrow, aren't you? Yeah, I've got a 20 tomorrow. I, it's easy to say, I know, but ultimately for me, the most important thing is, and biggest advice I give to anyone is, don't fear it. Don't be scared of it. Don't worry about it. You've probably done 18 miles already. You're working your way up to 20 miles. 18 to 20 miles, when you're that sort of tired in your legs, it's not that different. So don't worry about it. Don't fear about it. I say Alan's come up with a, the best sort of suggestions. The compass point run's brilliant. For me, I like to, as I'm getting up to 20 miles, I know I've got um, I've got some goal pace in mind tomorrow. So what I'm going to do is to break mine down, I find it a lot easier is, I've, I've spoke about it before, I'm going to put a park run into mine. So I've worked out my route tomorrow. I'm going to basically, I need to do about 20 kilometres till I reach park run. Then I'll do my 5K park run. Now I've only got like 7K left. That breaks it up because I'm working my way towards park run and I know it's a half marathon. Then you've got your park run and afterwards just a 7K on the way back home. It just it just breaks it all up, as you said. It just, you haven't got that monotonous thing in your head of thinking, I've just got to keep going, keep going and keep going. This makes it easier. Yeah. On, Are you doing that in the Zagamas? I am absolutely categorically not doing it in the Zagamas. No. No, that's a shame. I know no. everyone on Instagram would be upset that they're not going to get to see the Zagamas. One person on Instagram would be upset they don't see the Zagamas, and that is you. <laughs> and I don't even know. This guy has got an absolute obsession with my Nike Zagamas. They're crowd shoes that I bought that I thought were really good, and he can't stand them. I'll tell you why. Now, let me tell you, because when I went, when we went to, what was it? What was that? Uh, Clapham. Clapham. He's bowled up. Oh, I thought you got to check these out. Whoa, look at these garments. Whoa, these are the best shoes. Absolute pony. <laughs> and that's the only time I've ever seen him wear them, right? And he was telling me the whole way I could they are, right? But I, I, I want to see him again because they were, apparently they were the best thing <laughs> ever. It's the wrong season. They're trial shoes. They'll be coming out. Don't worry. Once it's getting really muddy and marshy about next November, yeah. <laughs> they'll be yeah. out for a little 5K. But in the meantime, tomorrow, I'm looking for comfort on my 20 miler. And that's another important thing. Yeah, I think as well, you've got to treat these 20 milers as though they're like race day. Preparation wise, even yeah. people don't think about carb loading. When you've got a, a 20 miler ahead of you, carb load. The couple of days leading up to it, not as intense as you will on marathon day, but start practicing. Because that's not an easy task to do if it's your first time attempting carb loading. Get that fuel inside you and make sure on the 20 mile you take enough fuel out of you as well. Treat it exactly like a race day because, again, it's only 10K off a marathon distance anyway. So, you know, get to that point and you'll be all right. Yeah. All right. Chris, have you got anything to add on those? I won't listen to any of it, to be honest with you, because I was too busy admiring my new Tokyo T-shirt. If everybody watching, here we go again. For everyone on the podcast, make sure you watch uh, the live trip back. Um, now, I would actually, I would go the other way. I don't, I think, and this is uh, relevant to the person who hammered us about um, the, always talking about marathons. I think it's actually relevant for people who are doing half training as well, because you've got like London Landmarks half marathon coming up. There's some big yeah. half marathons. I don't, I don't. All what the guys have said applies to all the distances, um, half or, or full marathon, because you're going out potentially if you're doing the first maybe half, you're going up to that sort of. 10 12 even 13 uh miles uh for your sort of last long run before you before you get to your big half marathon um 
and it is and it is literally i think my biggest tip is is to slow down and that that's not necessarily slow down your pace but slow down your brain slow down everything and don't get ahead of yourself don't start thinking oh christ i've got another five miles or oh i'm running too fast or i'm i'm this i'm that i'm uh, 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 uh. just slow down take it down a notch everything and i mean literally everything yeah. yeah run to this run to that you know there's all these little tips that we've said on the podcast before but honestly, just just calm the mind and slow everything down and enjoy it. Yeah, it's, you've got to enjoy the experience of whatever you're going to do. But slow your pace down, slow everything else down, but just slow your mind down. It's really important, actually, because I think you guys have touched on it between all of you. But you would have hit this at this point. This is like the peak of your training. So you've probably done 16 miles, 18 miles in the in the weeks before, right? The 20 mile is kind of, for most of us, is the one and then we start to taper so use is one where you test out your race kit if you haven't like what you're wearing think about that how many gels you need to take if you're thinking about all of those things trust me your legs will keep moving right so use it as as preparation but also know that once those three and a half hours four hours however long it takes you is done that's it you're on the road to race day then so don't be afraid of it don't fear it as hey well, i would say one caveat you don't have to do 20 miles yeah, true. No. right it's yeah. it's you know, there's that, you know, three hours, three and a half hours, whatever way you look at it in terms of time or feet, you know, with the science and whatever, right? But so don't don't be sitting there going, I've got London, Mar- I've got Brighton, I've got Manchester and I've not done 20 miles because of this, because don't worry about it. Really, honestly, don't worry about it. You, you, you'll still get around. So because you, it's a 16, 18, 20 week process, whatever you've been going through. So don't everybody get excited about the big 20 miler because really it's just 80 miles of, you know, a little bit like 10, 12, whatever minutes added on, you know, either way, either side of it. So don't overthink it. Like I said, just calm down, calm the mind, slow down, put country music on and you'll be just fine. Is it? Is anyone want to see my T-shirt again? We've got loads of questions. Al, come on, load us up. We're going questions. Well, I've got some shout-outs. We had Boston, but you never said, whoever it was, didn't tell us whether it was Boston US or Boston Lynx. So we want to make sure we're kind of covering all the Bostons. Um, we've had a shout out from Pompey, which I think is Portsmouth, but I also know Mark and Hedy are in Pompeii, Italy. So clarification, are we South Coast or are we South Italy? And uh, um, that kind of leads us into a question from Mike about Boston. See the link there. Is Toby running it this year? No. So <laughs> just you. Hey, no, he's, he's not. Representative. I'm out there on my own, yeah. Represent him. He flies solo. Yeah. And well, hold on, lovely Jatila that we had on last oh, week. Yeah. How can we forget? How can we forget Tom? I mean, she's going to be out there as well. Brilliant. Yeah. She is. So, yes, she's, she's out there as well. Um, yeah. So yes, she'll be out there with Hayden. I think she's actually out in New York at the moment. I think she's doing the. Is it New York half? Yeah, this New weekend? York half this weekend. Give yeah. a shout out to all our New York half runners. Let's go out and smash yeah. it. Yeah. All right. But yes, no. Toby is not doing Boston, and that's not a secret. There's no nothing's being hidden there. So next question, I'm going to go straight to Hayden, and I know this this topic can be controversial if you're in a couple of the world majors groups, particularly Mr. Wang's group. But it's coming from Canman, and he wants to know: Should you be wearing the merchandise if you haven't run the race? Uh, you are asking them. You need to ask the man in the top left <laughs> corner of this podcast if you should be wearing the stuff if you haven't done the race. He's gone very quiet. Do we take that as a no? I think I do what I like. <laughs> what are they going to do about it? To I'm going to get. I'm going to get one from Chicago. I'm going to get one from Boston, <laughs> Hayden. I'm going to get one from all the majors, basically just to upset everybody. No, I just like stuff, and it's gifts. People shower me with gifts because they're so appreciative of the work that I do to support them on a daily basis. Hayden, I do see a hell of a lot of people in the Boston jackets and. I do question whether or not these people have run Boston Marathon. Oh, maybe, they have. Maybe they have. Yeah, they have, 100%. Yeah, but you yeah. can buy them online. You can buy them online. So. Well, can that's, that's where the conversation's now finished in the group. It's It all yeah. depends on whether it says finisher. I think that's the key yeah. thing. Fair point. Yeah, if it says yeah. finisher, then you've really got to have got over the line. But yeah. uh, you're absolutely right. Go down TK Maxx in a few weeks' time, yeah. and you won't have to worry about actually running 26.2. Yeah. It'll be on a super discount. But uh, yeah, we'll see. But so, you won't you won't have the medal. Next that question: When you got the market? No, don't you don't get the medal. But is that really important? No. <laughs> so Lindsay's got a question. Lindsay Paul, 
can you train for a marathon on a treadmill? It looks like she's doing most of her runs on a yeah. treadmill. The caveat, though, hats off to her. When she does get outside, it's as a buggy runner. So I think, you know, there's, most of us wouldn't even attempt to do buggy running, let alone our, uh, um, do some of your long runs possibly with a buggy run. So what's our views on, on treadmill running? 100%. There's some absolute machines out there. I've said it before, Sarah, who wins every run-through event she ever does, is just trains on a, on a treadmill. So 100%. Whatever works for you, mate. If it's working, it's working. Crack on. Mo Farah runs on a treadmill all the time as well. All the yeah. time. And he's a bit handy. Yeah. yeah, most of his Instagram posts are from his treadmill, aren't they, actually? Yeah. yeah so yeah. it must be something in it. And, I, and I, all I'd say is if you are buggy running, you're getting some benefits that the rest of us aren't getting when you are actually out on the road. You know, you see them all the time at Parkrun, and you kind of know, because I've done it once, how hard that is to try and uh, uh, you know focus on your form, keep the thing on the road, not tip the kids into oncoming traffic and stuff like that. So there will be other benefits you'll be getting from from running with a buggy definitely so we're going to move on to kathy kathy hardman um been training for her, her marathon she's got up to 13 miles on gels but now seems to be struggling a little bit with uh perhaps you would call it tummy issues so uh, uh what advice would we give her about fueling for those longer runs i'd have a look i'd have a look if she's getting did she say she's getting stomach issues at 13 miles She's she's been training up to thirteen miles and only using gels, oh. so she's now starting to worry because she doesn't think you know she'll be able to cope with that level of of gel intake over the longer distances. Firstly, don't worry; just that will your worry, your anxiety will make it eighteen thousand times worse. You'll be just fine. Have a look at what time you're taking them. Um, have a look at what period of like the gap between taking the gels, have a look at the type of gels you're taking. They're very different. Have a look what you're having pre-run as well. And have a look at what you're having in the two or three days leading up to the run. Uh, But you should just be fine. There's this big um, misconception about gels. They're they're a convenience product, right? Uh, For, for runners or, or for cyclists or, you know, all this sort of stuff to get that carbohydrate and what, the, what we need into us um, in a package and an easy form to do. But just have a look at – hang on a minute. Buzz, shut up. <laughs> right, it's the security dog. Don't come around my house. He's like a maniac. Um, but, yeah, he's uh, – the. I would just look at when you're taking and what you're taking, to be honest with you, but also what you're having pre, because like as we did with um, – I mean, we changed her up and we, we removed all that uh, – the stitches and all that sort of aggravation that she was getting – but just have the confidence that it won't affect you unless obviously I don't know you maybe had an episode and it and it has you know but have you you know played around with different gels we're we're playing and watch the video on Sunday there's a video out we've been adding in caffeine gels now so we you know we're playing around with different stuff there's two different brands uh, that I'm going to be running with and it's, it's that sort of like Hayden alluded to at the start it's that trial and error yeah um but yeah, so I, I, I would question when you're taking it, what you're taking and what you're having pre and, and all that sort of stuff, really. But there's also loads of, lots of people do take solids out on their runs with them. So flapjack bars, Kendall mint cake, um, dates even, jelly babies. So all of those things, I mean, there are loads and loads of alternatives if gels aren't for you, because for some people they're not right. So it is trial and error though, and now's the time to do it. So. We'll come on to another question about gels, but I just want to draw to attention. Lindsay, she's saying 13 miles, 16 miles and 20 miles as a buggy runner. So really, we should have had her on talking about how to cope with those 20 mile runs because she's pushing some weight around as well. So hats off to you, Lindsay. Well, I'll tell you what, Lindsay, drop us an email, hello at 40runs.com because we, we'd love to have you on talk about buggy running. So just do that and we'll sort that out, please. Excellent. So back to the gel question, two sheds, Glenn, I think I've got that right. How many gels do you take on a half or a full marathon? So we've talked about this before, but I don't uh, think there's a standard. Tell us what their fueling strategy is. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's there's the rules with regards to the science out, I suppose, with regards to 45 minutes, 60 minutes, and your glycogen stores and all this sort of stuff. But I have to be honest, I think a 90% comes down to personal preference and how you are as a human being, how your metabolism is, how your I don't know, your blood sugar levels and all this sort of stuff, how tired you are and everything comes into play. 
in terms of uh, of fueling. Um, is it is he asking us what we do, or is he asking for advice? I well, think he's uh, asking what we do. Yeah. He said, how many do you have? So I watch, think watch the video. It's not a it's not a, a palm off, but watch the video on Sunday. It comes out at 11 o'clock UK time. That's for the person who commented that I'm always plugging my videos, by the way. But watch that video because it is this weekend. It's all about fueling and how we've changed it. So watch watch my video on what I do, but the other, other guys can answer what they do. I'm going to jump to Jay's question because they've picked up on the issue about uh, Sabrina. Uh, so yeah. how did you remove the stitches? So give us a little bit more info about you know yeah. what, what you did to remove that problem. We spoke about this, I think, the other week. But basically, I was pre-run having Weetabix with milk um, and like orange squash because that's just what I drink. And I went out on this run and I was like, oh, my God, it's really hurting. This 16-mile run. And Chris was like, what did you have? And he shouted at me on a dual carriageway. And I was like, all right. Um, but we think it was the lactose. So I've just changed it up. And I'm now having... Either a bagel or a toast with peanut butter, a bit of honey, and then a banana, which seems to be working much better. So I've had exactly the same thing when I went out and did uh, the winter 10K and then also uh, the Cambridge half. And that seems to just remove in the, the lactose, which I don't think was digesting. I wasn't able to digest it enough. And I think I was eating too close to going out running as well. Um, Can I just pick up on one set? She said, seem to be working she's just she's put two pbs down since she's changed it 10k and half marathon i carry on what you're saying but i'll just put that out there yeah so so well no it has worked right so it's and i've changed to eating i was eating probably two hours before and i'm now eating probably two and a half hours before um which seems to have done the trick as well so just a bit more time um and taking the lactose out for me has has worked so i definitely i'd give that a go sounds like strong advice there so back to the marathon questions. Apple Tree has got a half marathon three weeks out from Manchester. Can they get away with racing it instead of doing a slower, longer run? So they okay. have their 18, 20 miles that week, but just fancy putting on the speed, I guess. I, I, had, a, I had a conversation with one of my clients today about this. We were chatting about this. He's doing Manchester as well. He's got a half. I think he's actually two weeks out. Um, and we were discussing this. And... I want him to use that as a mental tune-up, not a physical tune-up. So I said to him, wear everything that you're wearing on the day. So, you know, half tight, like me, half tight vest, you know, that sort of stuff, hardcore, sore running socks because I'm elite, uh, and your shoes. But it sounds funny, but like where if you're going to wear headphones, but you wouldn't normally wear headphones put them on if you've got a snooze whatever you're going to wear on the start of that marathon day right then all race day put them on okay so you might think you look stupid it doesn't matter you're never going to see these people again but i want you to just pick a time so i said to him run 145 now he's going for a 345 marathon and i said to him run a 145 marathon so if he was going goal pace he'd come in at 152 but i said no i want you to work a little bit harder because you'll probably check out otherwise mentally uh, but i want you to co- Cross the line at 145. So that hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. That way, you're on the start line. You think, right, this is a race. I've got to put a time down. I've got to manage my fueling correctly. And I've got to look at my effort and pace or whatever, you know, you're running over that period of time. And, and you're working on that mental race craft for the day. Because when you step on the line for him, in Manchester, he's looking to run a time. And it's that sort of mental 
um, uh, uh, pre big race sort of checkup to make sure you're there and know that you've got a race coming. It's different if you're just going to go out and you're, you're just running because you just want to get the distance done and, you know, you want to collect the medal. That's fine. But if you're going to run a time at an event, like let's say a marathon in a couple of weeks after, then use that race for a goal, but do a, a literally a pre-race tune-up. But give yourself a little bit more, but not too much because you, you've got the other flip side of it. You don't want to risk injury. So there's there's two sides to the coin, but I've told I've told him to to run one forty five dead aim. I, I said even if you're walking the last ten meters, I want you to cross that line at one forty five. That's your sole aim. I want you to practice what you're wearing, your race strategy, fuel exactly the same time as you will uh, in Manchester. Do exactly everything the same, other than the pace. But I need you to get there because then you're going to be focused on running to a time. That's how I would use it, and that's how I'm advising to use it. You've got to be careful because you don't want to go completely mental a couple of weeks out because there is the risk of injury. You could do something that you may further regret down the line and you will, you know, damage yourself um, to a degree. And it does obviously take time to recover from that. And you're probably already a little bit damaged because you've been through a marathon training block and you're coming towards the end of it. So just, just be careful. Can I just say, Chris, so for that runner that you're talking about, 145 isn't PB chasing for him. No, no, no. no. Comfortable within what he can do. he's he's, He's comfortably uncomfortable. Right. So he will finish and think, yeah, I, I I had a bit of a workout, yeah, but I wasn't I wasn't dead at, at the end. I didn't. I, I I'm not spent, yeah. And that's why I don't. I want him to work hard like he will in the marathon, but at the same time, I don't want him like knackered. So because he's still got a couple of weeks left, and I need him to recover. Yeah, but I do want him as a mental tune up to use that race, um, to get ready to get set because you know. The, the big day's coming. Yeah. Okay, we've got a couple more questions before we move on to the main topic of discussion. <laughs> but that's not unusual, is it, on a, a podcast here? Um, Chris Treadwell wants to know, is it quite normal during marathon training to have a week where you're just struggling on every run? And if that's the case, okay. what would you advise? Is it just rest? What else can you do? Eat more. <laughs> now, this week, now, I'm, honestly, this week, every run's a struggle and I'm eating like – I had four yummy yums the other day. Like it's just, it's just not normal. It's just, it's just the week you go through it. Um, and yeah, I've, yeah, you feel tight. But the, to answer the question, Chris, yeah, it's totally normal, hundred percent. And you, if you, if you go in the Facebook group, if you're not on that, make sure you join the Forty Runs Running Community on Facebook. Um, another plug there for that person. Uh, but the join that Facebook group. But everyone's saying the same thing. Is it normal? Is this normal? Yeah, it's all normal. Don't worry about it. Just just crack on, worry about the next run. I'm looking for this question. I'm going back here, Al. Sorry, I've gone a bit rogue. And I think this is especially aimed at Hayden. Hayden, what is your favourite Zach Brown band song to run to? God. You've I been know. in Nashville. You should know. I know. I've been to Nashville, but I didn't listen to much Zach Brown. Um, I have no idea whatsoever. Oh, that's, a bit, that's a bit. Al, what's your favourite Zach Brown band song to run to? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of struggling a little bit on that one, I must admit. Admin? Because Colin Jackson will ask this. Next <laughs> I've never even heard of Zach Brown Band. Not very good, is it? Uh, it doesn't mean send me a link to it, just to be very oh, clear. That's annoying. To answer the question to everybody, firstly, get on. After you've listened to this on Spotify or Apple, because we're on all podcast providers, then uh, search Zach Brown Band. They're the greatest band ever. And I would recommend listening to The Comeback. There we go. Beautiful. How we get it? Now, honestly, it's the best time. If you're sitting in a honky tonk bar, let's say you're in let's let's say you're in New Mexico and you rock up to a little itty bitty town and then you want to drive to the to the local honky tonk, guarantee there's going to be a Zach Brown song on, and it's a it's a cracker. Anyway, should we move on? Likely anyone is going to be in New Mexico driving to a honky tonk, ready to listen to that song. But there's a lot of people doing advice. that. Bit of golf, Brooks would do me. I don't mind a bit of golf. Oh. <laughs> I was going to break out in the song then, but I thought I better not. I like that. Right, Hayden. We could do we could do karaoke, right? So I tell you what, then let's just spin around quickly. So Hayden and I karaoke song is I've got friends in low places. Well, I've been singing one. it all weekend, I but I, I, all week. Sorry, um, Al. What's your go-to karaoke song? And they asked me this on the Kafuzi podcast, but I big shout out to Kafuzi. What's your go-to karaoke song? It would probably be something from Tom Jones. That's pretty predictable. Oh. Um, I also like a little bit of um, Righteous Brothers. You've lost that oh, loving feeling. Because of the range, up. I can go up high and down low. So it shows my full repertoire. I like it. I like it. Admin? 
Um, I've never done karaoke. What? No. Yeah, never. Outrageous. Never, never. Right, well, that's the, that's, that's the long-run show Christmas party sorted out then. <laughs> We're all off to Tokyo. Tobe's got uh, friends over there. And we'll go and do some do some karaoke. We'll get the whole team there. I could see. What do you reckon Wilco's is? Ooh. Meatloaf. Meatloaf. <laughs> meatloaf. Yeah. I could see Wilco going oh, meatloaf. Yeah. What about yeah. Speedgoat? I reckon Speedgoat's a secret Sh- Shania Twain person. That's what I think. <laughs> random. Even that Lady Gaga. That's what I reckon Speedgoat. Anyway, we totally, to- uh, this is, oh, no, I was calling Jackson, by the way, on uh, next week. What's his favourite? He's never going to know what's hitting when you're starting to ask him about what his favourite karaoke song. You ask any genuine questions I want to ask Colin Jackson. Ping no, but put that down. Say so Hayden wants to know. No, say so Hayden wants to know. Would you sing Garth Brooks with him at the karaoke? Come on, we better get on to talk about proper running because we've done 37 yeah, minutes. We've got some questions. Rubbish. We can come back to those at the end. All right, we'll come back. So let's talk about so running workouts that help us increase speed, stamina, endurance, all of that kind of stuff because to the point where we're at a point in, in training blocks, whether it be for 10Ks, half marathons, marathons, ultras, whatever, where it's getting hard and it gets boring and it gets a bit mundane, right? And so what's your kind of go-to or what's the what's a session that you really enjoy that isn't just go out and run X amount of miles or X time for, do you know what I mean, like at this pace? So Go on, Hayden, what's yours? Because you do a load of fun stuff with your guys in Surrey that they rave about. And all I get is, Hayden's lot get chocolate. Hayden's lot get to do this. And I'm like, well, go to Hayden then. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily put a chocolate one in the middle of my marathon training block. But uh, it's the same. But the, the theory behind it is the same. It's just trying to, as you said before, just trying to mix it up and make it a bit different. For me, one of the most beneficial runs for me, especially when it comes to pace and a bit more enjoyment, taking my mind off the run, probably a progression run, a good old progression run, which I really like. Yeah. I usually try to keep them roughly about 10K. So and I normally set my sort of 10th K marker at probably one of my fastest sort of one kilometres at park run. So I don't know, if you're going to run, if you're a 25-minute park runner, so you're running five minute a kilometre, I'd, I'd, I'd normally set my 10th K one at five minutes and I work 10 seconds back all the way back to the start. So I end up being my first, my first kilometre of this run about seven, no, about six and a half minutes. And I go up in 10 second blocks, get faster and faster and faster. It's got a double, it's double sided for me. It works really well. First of all, I'm always looking at my watch and I'm thinking in my head, what's next? I've got to go faster. I've got to go slower. And that makes the run go so quick. Takes your mind off the fact that you might be absolutely blowing or your legs are hurting, just goes away. And again, the progression run is an absolute fantastic run to teach your body how to work harder on tired legs. Yeah. As you start getting more and more tired, you've got to start pushing that boundaries a little bit further. And even if you think before you start the run, I can't do that. I'm not going to be able to run kilometer 10 at that pace. You'll be so surprised. As you warm up, your body gets warmer, gets a little bit faster and you keep going. And it's like a goal in your mind. It's like race. You think I'm going to get there. I'm going to do this. It's an absolute, for me, absolute fantastic run. One of my favorite runs. And I say absolutely when it comes to speed, it helps massively for me. Yeah. Nice, they are good, and it's always satisfying when you get a nice little graph at the end, isn't it? Well, that was going to be the caveat. When you go on Strava afterwards and you've got that graph that progresses all the way, you can get like a block one that goes up and another one. It's it's a real good feeling. It's an accomplishment. A lot of runs you go out on, even if you do a twenty miles, fantastic run, you come back and that feeling is really great. Whereas if you go out and do a usual ten k or twelve k, you come back and you've just done a run. With a progression run, you've almost got something to show for it, and yeah, it's, it's a really good feeling. I'd, I'd say for me. Definitely a progression mile I'd go. Yeah, nice. Al, what about you? Well, I've got two. One of them's been long-standing and, and ties in with the kind of the, the, the speed work that you do on a marathon. And another one, something I've just started to play around with at Parkrun. The first one is 800-meter repeats, sometimes known as the Yasu workout. And um, you kind of – you start low, you start easy, and you build up the number of 800 repeats. And – Last week, I think I got up to eight. What's interesting about it is it's pushing you for just enough time at just enough pace to really start pushing that that kind of upper threshold. And I've noticed it started to, to move my threshold pace forward quite a lot. The other interesting thing about it, and lots of people, that this kind of um, 
splits the running community, the theory goes that whatever you run your Yasso 800 metres at is equivalent to your marathon time. So let me explain that. If you're running your 800 metres and you're doing six or eight repeats and you average at four minutes, then that puts you in a ballpark of four hours for your marathon. Now, not everyone signs up to that theory, but, you know, that is something that, that sits there in the community that do your yassos and uh, it will give you an indication of where you're really at in terms of your marathon pace. The okay. other one at, at park runs is, is just playing around a bit like Hayden, um, setting my watch to, to beat every kilometre and then just mixing up the pace, either progressing it up or mixing it up, starting easy, chucking in a speedy 1K, taking it back down and just deliberately running at different paces across the 5K. So you're, you're just, just testing yourself physically as well as mentally. Yeah. Oh, on that um, 800 repeats, so what do you do? How are you doing yours? Are you warming up and then doing 800 uh, recovery, or are you doing... Yeah, so what? typically it will be, you know, 10-minute warm-up, very easy, just to kind of get your, your legs turning over. And then, as I said, I've been building up from four to six to eight repeats at 800 metres um, and then having um, a 90-second or a 200-metre 200, 200 recovery. And that recovery, not standing still, um, but either a very slow jog or a walk. So typically I will walk for the first 30 seconds and slowly build up so that by the time my recovery is coming, those last 10 or 15 seconds of recovery – I'm getting my legs turning over, ready to hit that 800 meter pace, and and it's hard because after eight of them, you're blowing a little bit. Um, but it's a it's one way of demonstrating progress. As I said, this last couple of months, I can see now I've got up to eight, and if I can hit ten, you know, I've kind of got somewhere where I've never got before. So it, it's working to to that extent that I'm holding it for longer. And the yeah. idea then is that you translate that into your your kind of your goal pace and your threshold pace when you're doing your longer runs. Yeah. So, so you do the 800 metres at the same speed every you try hour. try and keep it as consistent as possible, yeah. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's a challenge because you're going to get tired, you're going to get fatigued. Yeah. You know, after eight lots of 800 metres and a few 400 metre recoveries, you've done a fair fair miles as well. So yeah. that, that seven and eighth repeat is starting to, to hurt because you're on tired legs anyway. Yeah. Good one, though. Um, all right, Chris, go on. Let's hear. What? What's your... <laughs> Can I, I was, just... I was, I was replying to some emails. Go on. I'm, I'm multitasking. I'm so, I've got so many things in my head that I'm, multi, I'm actually multitasking while we're sitting here. That's Are you how... worried about where Toby is? I am worried about Toby, but listen to this, right? I will co- I'll come back to the, the session things in a minute because I saw something earlier. Here we go. Peter Hooley. Hello from Greater Anglia train to Liverpool Street Station. He's obviously going to Toby's birthday party that we've not been invited to. Did you hear about this, guys? Did you get invited to Toby's birthday party? No. no. Can you let us know in the comments if you got invited to Toby's birthday party? Because we didn't. Um, he's in London. If you want to know where Speedgoat is, he's in London, but he's out, out. So if you, about 11 o'clock, he's going to be in a right old mess somewhere. Look for so him. What? I would like, if you see Speedgoat in London tonight and you get a selfie, you need to post it on the Facebook group. Mm. We want to yeah. see where is Speedgoat. Can I just say the best way, if you, want to, if you want to know where he is, the best thing to do is, and to be fair, he's a nice guy, so he's, and I know he'd love this. Best thing to do is, everyone, if you go onto Strava and follow Toby, <laughs> yeah. sometimes records his walks, so you'll be able to see where he is. So go onto Strava now if you get a chance. Yeah. Toby Frost, go and find him and follow him on Strava. Oh, that, that I tell you what he really likes, Hayden. I don't know whether you started doing it, but he likes people when they comment on his uh, runs as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, DM. Um, loves a DM. Yeah, <laughs> he loves a DM on Instagram as well. If um, it, but I didn't say that. Uh, speak up. Really said that was Hayden who said that. Just for the record, it's it's recorded live. Hayden, you you recommended that, not me, didn't you? I, I, I just think I just, I just think it's nice people care about him. They want to know where he is. So the Strava, following on Strava, I think it's it's a nice idea. It shows you yeah. care. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get into that much I didn't say nothing. Uh, right, going back to the thing, going back on topic because we're running out of time. Running workouts. What's yeah. So the 800 meter thing, I know about that. What I was saying about that's very good if you can do it. Um, it does it does punch out a number, but it's not that accurate. 
it's like these, it's like these watches things. I won't pay any attention to it, but it, it, there's a lot of people who swear by it. Um, has he made his Instagram private? I hope he hasn't. He has. Um, that's what they're saying. He's made it private. Has he made his, Has he made it private now? Oh, hey, look what you've done. <laughs> he's gonna. He's gonna block you on on Strava like he did me. Um. Uh, so going back to the thing, but the eight hundred thing works for our. That does work for some people. I've I tried it and it, it didn't work for me. Um. But I know, like I said, a lot of people who, who swear by it. Um. The the two two sessions. I'll give you two sessions that I like, and then I'm going to tell you something that I did. Um, the two sessions I like is actually kind of uh, funny enough what the guy said. I like I like the good progressive run. I love the one we do, even though it's really boring on a Tuesday. You know the one we did the other night where we we run up to the pub and we say because we, we're limited on time, but it's like twenty minutes out. Just run twenty minutes out, easy chatty. Have a chat with somebody. Just go out for twenty minutes. It's good because there's a cheeky little hill in there, right? But after 20 minutes, you've got to turn and burn. So you've got to get back in 15 minutes or, you know, equivalent, right? And you find that every single person who does that goes hell for leather on the way back. Everybody puts a shift in. Uh, and I I shouldn't have done it because it, it actually my calves on the next day were killing me because I ran out and I'd done, three, I'd done a three mile, was it three or four miles? No, I think it was three miles. I did a free, cheeky little three miles. Um, in the day, and I, I went out and done that in about 22 minutes, which is not hanging about, you know, it's a reasonable pace for me. And then we did that run, and I was with Spico, and we was just wanted, <laughs> we got to the point where it was running like six-minute miles <laughs> to try and catch people up. And it's just brilliant. It's just great fun um, because you just get faster and faster and faster and faster. But I wasn't looking at my watch. I just knew where the end was because we finish at Tesco's. It's a bit random. But I just wanted, I was just getting faster and faster and faster, and it felt great when I finished. Um, although I felt it the next day. The other one I like to do is the old um, out and back. So run easy out, whether it's three miles, four miles, one mile, whatever you want to do. And I will stop my watch and then I will restart it. So I'll save it and I'll go, right, I was 15 minutes far. I say, how fast can I actually get back? Because I always run quicker on the way back anyway, because my anxiety's dropped and I'm, I'm, I'm feeling better. And I'm ready to go. I'm not thinking about what I've got to do. I've just got to run fast. And I love that as well. It kind of is the same as progressive to, to a degree. But I love the challenge of trying to beat my um, beat the time out. So I'll try and pick – if I've run easy out, I'll try and, you know, pick a time that's like maybe a tempo pace back. But if I've run a tempo pace back, I'll then probably try and go like 5K pace back or just run as damn fast as I can. So, again, it's like a mini goal within it. They're two sessions I really like. And I find that if I'm doing them – with like um, another easy session in the day, that really does help me in terms of tuning in that speed. Um, but the, uh, the reason, uh, the other thing is that we tried something new. I won't want to talk about it too much because uh, it, there's a video coming out for just for that person on the comments, uh, on the reviews. But it is coming out in a couple of weeks because uh, we tried something new in our marathon training, which we were doing laps and loops. Um, but we was concentrating on pace. And I actually enjoyed it. Uh, believe it or not. Yeah, it was really, I wasn't expecting to enjoy it, but I did. And I don't know whether that was because um, I didn't have a lot of hydration vests and all that sort of stuff, but it was the, it was the, it was the session that we was going up and down in paces and we was focused on pace instead of distance. And the number was, we wasn't focused on, oh, we've got to do, you know, 16 miles. It was like, we're doing laps here, but this lap is at this pace or this is a lap pace. And it was quite a nice way of doing it slightly different. So I quite enjoyed that session and I'm going to do it again. So that was a new session for me, but the other two. So that one's a, so in terms of stamina, I would, that's a good one. I know the speed helps the stamina, but the other two are good, good overall for speed. Actually, they can, they can really, if you put those one, you know, one of those in a week, they can really help because it's not as like boring as like trying to do an interval session, um, yeah. but you can really, really turn it on. But I think as well, you don't have to do these things all the time. Once a week is yeah. is enough, right? To the point where it's only like twenty oh, yeah. percent of your running is meant to be like that. So the guys are given. We've just given like five sessions, I think, uh, four or five different things that you can try. Mm. Once a week, that's it. And then actually, you feel really good after you've done it because you've pushed yourself that one session. You know, you can go out and run your other runs easy, pretty much, or or at your goal pace or whatever you're doing. So it doesn't need to feel like hard work and half an hour of we all know, right, half an hour, 40 minutes, whatever it is now, whatever you're doing. Once you nail that, you're like, God, I feel so good. Yeah. And there is a the sense of achievement of going, I I hit the paces, I hit the distance, yeah. whatever it is. 
mentally, I think those things are more important sometimes than ticking off 10, 12, how many kilometres and miles just kind of going through them. Yeah, if you get a good if you get a good session under your belt, right, that you know you've put a shift in, and that can be literally, I've managed to run for the first time solid for 20 minutes, yeah? yeah. You will feel, you'll get more out of that than trying to slog out, you know, 30 minutes of, oh, I'm trying to do a less run here and I'm doing a bit of walking here, you know, it, you'd be better off condensing it and, and getting a high quality session. And I go back actually to what I was saying, like, you know, with that person who's doing that half marathon, get a really good quality race under your belt, give that confidence from that and then take that into race days. You know, that's what we, you know, where we're going. But yeah, there is some real benefits of, of trying to find a really good high quality session that you can repeat because that's the other thing as well. The first time you'll try it, you'll go, I, I don't know what I'm doing here. I ain't got a clue. And then you'll get the confidence at it, and then you'll start going, right, actually, I'm going to step on this a bit more because I know that actually when I finished, I probably – it's like Petra on Tuesday. She knows as soon as, as soon as she finished, she knew I was going to ask her, Petra, did you actually try hard there? She went, no. Nah. Sorry, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I love the honesty. It's brilliant. Uh, but it is. You, you know when you do those sessions a few times, and she knows because she's done that session because we love that one. Um you, you know when you've gone out. But then it's the flip side, like Mark, who's been coming on a Tuesday. He, um, he, I think he used to run a little while ago, a few years ago, and he came back to running. And uh, he said, when he came back after Christmas, he said, oh, my aim is to get back to my like 30-minute 5K. We went, all right, fine. You can do that. And he wasn't far off. The other night on the way back, he was running like an 8.30 and 8.45 mile. And I was yeah. like, whoa, whoa, this, like, you're well beyond that 30-minute now. Mm-hmm. And he's been, he's extended his long runs up to like nearly 10 miles, which is incredible. But then the next day after that session, he went on a treadmill and he ran like 27 minute 5K. I was like, there you go. And he went, all I could think about was you shouting at me going, there's another level in there. You can do it. And it's true. There is true. It is true. It's, but it's, just, it's for everyone, isn't it? There, there is that, there is that block that you put in and we all, we all suffer from it. Um, I can't believe the amount of podcasts we've done, and it, honestly, I've said it so much, it comes back to it. We keep coming back to this thing where it's always quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. It makes it's just so, so inbred in running. Get that quality session, as you said, it's far more beneficial than just going out and just slogging out miles and just whatever you can do. It's just so important. But it helps with everything because I genuinely believe I've done two marathons and the difference, and even in the half when I've been trying to put down a time and to get that sub two or whatever. The difference is when I've done the speed sessions and I've done them properly, it's made all the difference. So when I was doing them once a week, when I was training for Edinburgh, I took a massive chunk off of my marathon time. When I've been trying to get that half time down and the guys were like, right, go out and run X amount of miles at this pace or, or do this or do that. It does work. Um, so, yeah, also, you know, we had you, we had you running with us at a slightly more, let's call it uncomfortable pace. Yeah. Um, that helped you build the stamina. So what we did, what we did, we got her out with us, you know, running those 13, 16, I think we even did 18, but it was, it was a pace that was, was quite uncomfortable. By the time you got towards the end, oh yeah, yeah, you was done, but it was sort of, you know, working that little bit harder than you probably would when you, when you went on your own. And I appreciate that's you having to run some, but I make you laugh, but that's, that's why I love, and I love running with Spigo. Um, because he is that bit quicker, he does tend to push on a bit. You try and hang on with him, and and it and it takes you out of that little comfort zone. That you know that easy pace goes down from like ten minutes down to more towards that nine minutes. Because over time, you know, running at his sort of easier pace, I get the benefit of it because yeah. I'm I'm a little bit out of my comfort zone. I'm not massively, but it's that again, it's that mental battle. And then when he's kicking on at the end, I'm trying to hang on or or go with him. Yeah, I'll probably be dead at the end of it, but it, that's how I'm building that stamina, and it's that's how you, uh, I mean, have got the speed yeah. that you've got and improved as uh, your times because, again, you've been out with us, so you're welcome. Oh. But you've been out with us, and, and that's how you. That's but no, be serious. That's how you do it. Right. So it is a good thing if you can, you know, get out your comfort zone and run a little bit quicker. But don't knack yourself out. But that's that's another way to do it. I genuinely think running with people that you know are quicker than you does help so if i go out with these lot or if i go out with petra yeah PB's I know, a great example i mean she's she's scary though because yeah, she's worse at pace than i am um 
And so you go out, but you the confidence it gives you at the end when you've gone, I've been able to keep up with them for whatever it is, three miles, six miles, doesn't make a difference how far it is. But the confidence of going, hold on, I've got it there. So when you get to race day and you go, well, hold on, actually, I did it for however many miles when I was with them, which then means that I've only got to find a few more on my own. And once you settle into that pace, you're there. I'm so. going to go and train with Hayden. Because somebody asked me on Kafuzi's podcast about my marathon time. And I said, actually, I should probably stop mucking about, really, and all this sort of business. Although I don't run the times, um, seeing seeing Kafuzi's time come down, because like he was, you know, just under five hours, whatever it was, and then obviously now he's just, got, again, gone under three hours. If you've got no idea what we're talking about, just Google uh, on YouTube or whatever you do, Kafuzi, you'll see a, an amazing YouTube channel. Um, but we was we was chatting on that, but Hayden obviously good for race three whatever it was you know edinburgh he's obviously running a lot faster so i speed goes now too slow for me <laughs> so i think actually i need to get <laughs> i need to get what his birthday to, he won't listen back to this um especially after you hung him out to dry about everyone following on instagram and commenting on his drama but i i genuinely need to run with hayden now so this is it hayden you're gonna have to um maybe you should sell some of the land in florida that's thousand acres you've got out in florida wherever it is that result yeah sell some of that buy a nice little chateau over here in broxbourne come here at the weekend (laughs) saturdays would be helpful and we could go out and run together and then i could get faster and then i could qualify for boston and i could actually get a legit t-shirt to go with my moody tokyo one but then i'd have to listen to you like these lot do for however long then two three hour runs with you next to me i Poor old something, there's, there's something about him that's not appealing. You've I got a full story for the boy, really. He puts up with a lot, doesn't he? He does. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, Hayden, I think that's a good idea. You take him and we don't have to worry about no, no, no. me off. No. <laughs> I, don't want, I know it's horrible, but honestly, I don't want him. I don't want him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not very nice, is it? I'm not fit. Well, two minute, one minute warning, everybody. Get your right. questions in. Oh, now, what have we got? Well, first up, Ryan and Taryn have been waiting really patiently for their shoe questions. And if it helps, tune in on a Monday night at 7pm for Bite Size. And I think that's where Chris will um, pick up most of the the shoe questions. That's a a nice little slot to to have an in-depth debate about Mm -hmm. footwear. Um, And I'm probably just going to go with uh, one last question from Neil. And we touch on this most times when we talk about marathons, but I think it's a, a good one to finish on. Doing London this year, it's his first ever marathon. One bit of advice, what would it be? Enjoy it. Who's going to go? Chris says enjoy, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Um, you what, What's the point of doing it? You've got to enjoy it. Have fun. I was talking to someone today, did London once, regrets not enjoying it, like not stopping, seeing the sights, taking it all in when they did it. You've got to love it. You've got to enjoy it, and, and forget times. Just, just soak it all in and, and have the best day ever. That's that's what I would say on that one. I, I would go with prepare, be prepared. Make sure you've don't just turn up on the morning and just think, oh, what, where am I going to? Where's my start line? Where's this? Be prepared for everything. See what time your tubes are, your trains. Map up your route where you're getting there. Just it just takes a lot of the stress and anxiety off, and then. You can go on to what you just advised, and that's relax. Because it's easy to say to everyone, just enjoy it. But if you're getting there and you've got all these anxieties, your levels are up high, you don't know where you're going, you don't know what this is, you don't know what time they, you're not going to enjoy it. So be prepared. As you said, don't be, don't think about times. Be prepared. Know where you're going. Get it sorted. Get there on time, and then enjoy the race. Isn't that a song from The Lion King? Be prepared. Mm. I'm sure it is. Don't know, but um, mine would be. Don't do anything new. So you will have done all of that training. You will have done all of those long runs. You will know when you need to take gels, when you want to take water. My biggest mistake was overfueling, I think was one of them. I just was like, oh, my God, I need to take water at every station. You don't. You can overfuel very easily. So trust your training, trust the hard work you've put in. And to the guys, you prepared, enjoy it. And, and, and for me, it's get your name on your shirt. It sounds mm-hmm. silly. And even if you're not doing a charity vest, get your name on your shirt because people will literally cheer you across the line and cheer yeah. you through 26.2. And you can do all the preparation, but sometimes you just need that little bit of external help and people will find 
find you if you've got your name on your shirt so go and find those iron on letters and we can do a whole podcast on how to iron your letters on your shirt without ruining your faulty top because <laughs> it's been known isn't it just before we go can i just pick up on one comment because i think it's maxi bowden's clearly been drinking too much on a friday night and she's asking for 4d to be prime minister what is this world coming to honestly i'd be amazing oh god i would I would be amazing if you think about it, but that's that's a convo for another. We could even do a bonus episode about it. <laughs> Email in. Uh, what is it? What's the website thing? Forty dot com forward slash long run. Yeah, if you want to see a podcast special about me being prime minister, let us know. Right, that's it. Let's wrap it up. Let's let right. these people go home. All right. Well, look. Thank you guys for all your questions, your comments tonight. Um, thank you to Sketches again for sponsoring us. Um, and obviously, Chris is back on Monday nights. So anyone yeah. that's got training questions, because I've just seen some more coming through as well, please uh, tune in then, 7 o'clock on YouTube. Uh, don't forget the podcast. And also, if you get a chance, please do leave us a review on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all of that kind of stuff, because uh, that definitely helps. So thank you. Good night. And we'll see you next week. Get ready for these titles. It's beautiful. Here we go. This episode of the Long Run Podcast is sponsored by Sketches. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.